We're looking into the future. We're looking into the future. We're looking into the future. Who are the warriors? Saturday afternoon is football. Welcome to episode 44 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm your host today, Steve Pander, and no, I won't be joined by our regular co-host, Michael McCall, because this will be a preview show, and as you know from last year, whenever he was involved in a preview show or previewing the game, he normally got the game wrong. So he's kind of going to take a backseat in this one. Um, he's going to appear later on for a little segment he's going to do, but for now, uh, it's just going to be me and a few guests that are going to be kind of rotating in and out. So let's get on with it. But before we get on to the actual preview of the Vancouver Whitecaps taking on the New York Red Bulls at BC Place at 4.30 on Saturday, we're going to talk about a few news and notes from this week in Whitecaps land. A couple of, a couple of things to tidy up with. Uh, there were three players who went on to join Marlon Ramirez and Jackson Farmer in Charleston. They were Mamadou Diof, Adam Mena, and Michael Kafari. So those three will be joining those uh, the other two that originally went there earlier in the preseason. And it'll be the five guys for now. There might be another a couple of players go joining those guys. So those this that'll be basically the contingent that, that will play for Charleston as part of the Whitecaps loan plan. And another uh, player that was uh, released this week was Ben Fisk. No, well, not let's not say released. He was basically his invitation, as it said on the website, uh, to, to training uh, had ended. And he was going to be taking other opportunities. We found out uh, later on he was going to go on trial with Deportiva in Spain. Um, it's basically a second division team that is in battle for, to get back up to La Liga. So uh, good luck to Ben. He's been a long-time residency guy, a local kid. Hopefully he'll be able to go there and um, make some hay. And he might not get signed this year, but maybe it's something to set up for him for next year and in and, and future years. So good luck to him there. Another fan favorite who was uh, sent packing by the Whitecaps uh, was Matt Watson. He was traded to the Chicago Fire, Frank Yallop's Chicago Fire. Um, they essentially picked up an international spot, and there, there again, it might. It, it's tough to see a fan favorite like that go, but in the long run, it might be a better good thing for Matt to go over there. He's going to be getting possibly some more playing time. He's going with all the additions in the midfield. He was going to get lost in the shuffle here, so good thing for him to go. He'll get playing time, and he'll hopefully be able to establish himself and you know keep staying in MLS whether. 
uh, with Chicago or another team in the future. They picked up the uh, essentially an international spot, and that international spot was for one of the new additions that that happened this week. So it wasn't all players leaving; it was there were players coming in. Ethan Sampson was assigned to be the backup right back. As you guys know, in the past, I have been kind of critical of him. I'm hoping he does well. Hopefully for the Whitecaps. Hopefully for everybody, um, he does well. Um, I'm just not overly impressed. I know he tackles well, like we said before. It's just that he's got to have work on his positioning so he doesn't have to do those tackles and cause more damage for the Whitecaps than help. A residency player that was signed this week, uh, Ben Fisk obviously leaving, but one residency player was signed, and that was Marco Carducci, 17-year-old. I wrote about him on AFTN, so you could check that out. He's essentially going to be the third goalkeeper and will be uh, playing behind Usted and Tornagi and there won't be very much unless there's a brash of injuries there probably won't be an opportunity for him to play he'll most likely play a lot of residency games splitting the time with Nolan Worth and also playing in playing for the PDL side the U23 side so expect him to be the starting the starting keeper there there if there's any friendlies in the future he probably will get a shout out there as well and then obviously the biggest signing of the week was there the Whitecaps announced that they had signed a third designated player, Pedro Morales, from La Liga. He played from Malaga there. Uh, interesting signing there. He's obviously the number 10 that they've been looking for. And they've been, you know, there were, Carl Robinson talked about he had about three or four guys that he that he had targeted during the offseason to be that number 10. This guy came up and they didn't think he was going to be available. But once he became available, he, he was their main target. He's a guy who's creative. He, he'll he be doing a lot of set pieces. He can score goals from the midfield, as you can see from his YouTube videos. So another exciting signing. Don't know if he's going to be starting right away, but uh, he's definitely going to be in the mix. And he should be starting at least by the second week, for sure, once he's get builds up some chemistry with that. So enough of me talking about these new additions. Let's talk to Carl Robinson. We had a couple of quotes from earlier in the week. He spoke about first Marco Carducci. And he spoke about Pedro Morales. Well, last year, I like Marco. I think we've got some fantastic young players in our residency group. And, you know, he stood out really in pre-season camp. Just his calmness. He's 17 years of age. But when you talk to him, he's he's going on 37. He really is calm. You know, he's very confident in his own ability. And, and he's humble as well. And, you know, the work ethic that he puts in day-to-day in training was fantastic. And I think it was just reward for him. And, you know, I think it's the next progression for him. What will be the plan for him this season? Do you loan him out or do you nope. keep him here? No, I'll keep him here. Okay. He's competing with David and Paolo. And obviously, you know, I've got high hopes for Marco. I think it's important that he has, he's involved with the group. I think a lot, you know, you can develop and learn a lot of part of your education if you're involved day to day with the first team. So Marco will stay about with me. Obviously, we'll arrange games if need be for him. I know he still can play in, in the lower levels um, within the club, but he'll be with my group all the time. Yeah, no, he's, he's got great quality. Obviously, it's a, it's a, a big thing that we need this year, especially after losing Camillo. Um, so he'll bring something to the table for us, yeah. Any chance of him playing Saturday, Carl? Um, yeah, listen, he's, I'll sit down with Pedro and see how he is. Obviously, he only done a light session. He's been at trains, planes and automobiles over the last three to four days, so um, I'll assess it, but it'd be nice to have him involved at some stage, whether it's from the, from the start or off the bench, I think, because, you know, and being out here this morning, it was, you know, we give him the option of maybe staying inside to do some, but he wanted to come out and get a feel for the boys as well, which is great uh, and a good sign for us. 
Oh, you're always looking for a number 10. Yeah. Was he the main guy or did you have a, you know, a group that you would hope for? Can you give us any idea how it transpired? Yeah, no, I identified four or five players and he was in that in that group, but I didn't think initially I could get him. And um, over the course of a period of time, then it, it transpired that he may become available. And once I knew that he was available, he was my main target and the one I, I chased after. And it was a long process. Um, you know, we kept under wraps for as long as we could um, before one or two people managed to find out but you know it's, it's all good now because he's here I, I said to Pedro when I sat down with him that he'll be likened to the Valeris and the Higuains and people like that and he was more than happy to be uh, likened to them guys he said no okay I want to be better than them and you know those are the demands I'm going to put on him um, I'm sure he'll put it on himself. He's just come from the Liga now, so his pedigree's great. He's got a good goal-scoring record, but you know we'll ease him in. Uh, I won't just throw him in and you know, with a uh, chance of injury. I'll make sure he's right, and but he'll make all the players around him better. And like I said, he's something that we've been missing at this club for a number of years now, and I think it's a good addition. So that was Carl Robinson talking about the new additions to the club. And now I'd like to introduce our uh, panel for this preview. First of all, we got... From AFTN, Aaron Campbell. Hello. And from Curva Collective, Zach Meisenheimer. It's good to be here, Steve. Good to have you guys. So let's talk about quickly about the New York Red Bulls uh, before we, you know, dive into the Whitecaps and what they have. Latest word has come out this today that they're not going to be bringing in, uh, it sounds like they're not going to be bringing in their main players. They're going to be resting them. Guys like Henri, who he hasn't yet to play in Vancouver over three years. Cahill, who was on international duty, Roy Miller on international duty. Also, Olave, their best defensive player, might not be here. They say he has a minor injury through preseason. So what do you guys think about that? Is that a you know good thing for Whitecaps, a bad thing, because they're trying to sell this as a premium game? Forget about the selling. All that matters is that we win this match. So obviously this is a good thing. If you, if, Thierry, if TT does not want to play on the, the fake grass, merci beaucoup, mon ami, this is good. We're happy for it, and uh, Tim Cahill needs a rest. That's nice. Roy Miller, you might want him on there so he can encroach if we, if we get a penalty. But no, I think this is a good thing for our club. Uh, this is a good thing for, sorry, our team. Forget about our club. This is a good thing for our team. This is what they need. They need any advantage they can get, and maybe they'll miss Olave because he got sent off the last time they played them, but um, no, I think this is a positive thing. You know, this is good for the Whitecaps, but it's bad for MLS just in general. Um, Terry Henry is a name that can bring people into the games. You know, so moving forward, it'd be nice to have him here. But if he doesn't want to play here, no big deal to us. You know, we'll play New York without any players that want to rest. Doesn't matter. Now, the the thing is, the one one thing you're worried about is that this is, and maybe this doesn't happen under Carl Robinson, but the the way the RSL game happened last year with the, the with the B team happening there is that going to be an issue? Uh, we'll talk about more of that in the, when we get to the Whitecaps. But one thing is, uh, they're the additions that the New York Red Bulls had this year, not very huge. They're going to be a team that's got a lot of continuity, same coach and everything. Usually they do make a lot of changes. Uh, what do you guys think about the changes they made? They got a left-sided and a right-sided player from Toronto FC's 2013 roster. Um, yeah, and then and then well, they brought in a defender as well, right? Like, from Spain, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't think they've changed that much. And I think, yeah, I don't, I don't see... Uh, I don't see... I'm not worried by the roster. I'm, I'm also not worried about what you said in terms of like last last year against that RSL match, which was shockingly poor. What happened that night? But I don't see that happening. Partly because this is first kick, and uh, and the players are going to be up for it. The players 
are going to want to make an impression for their coach in his first match, their manager, their gaffer in his first match, uh, but also for the, the their supporters, for the city. I think they're going to yeah, want to go out and give their all. So I... I hear what you're saying, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about this if this is a, an A minus or a B plus side or whatever from uh, from Red Bull New York. I don't think that's going to be a concern for our players and in, in, in their frame of mind at all. We we also have a, we also have a really good. I don't know what the actual number is off the top of my head. We have a really good, like no matter what league we're in, uh, first kick opening match, season opener, home opener, whatever record. It was like I, I think in my time in the last like over a decade in Vancouver, I don't think I've ever seen. I think the worst I've seen is a draw on opening on opening day. So like, there's a bit of a tradition of us doing well, and uh, I guess I'm hoping that we'll we'll carry on with that. Yeah, I from what I've heard, it's 12 years in a row we have them lost in first kick, and with the way the players have been training this year, Robson has them, you know, on their A game. Um, they probably don't care who's in the lineup, right? They're they're going to play hard. There's a lot of people pushing for their positions right behind him. So if anybody struggles, like Russell, if he struggles, might be the first sub out of the game, right? Strikers, same thing, you know. Miller struggles, Maddox is right behind him. You know, Jay struggles, Andy struggles. There's players waiting, wanting minutes. Today, you know, they might not even be in the starting 18. Some of these players, next game they could be starting or even in the top 18. So it doesn't matter who we're playing. The players are ready to play. They're fighting for minutes this year, and we didn't really have that last year. A lot of the players last year knew they were playing no matter how well they played, how poor they played, because there was nobody pushing them from behind. So at least this year, with the added players, they're pushing for minutes. I don't see anybody slacking off this year. No, Carl Robinson talked about New York. He obviously knows New York quite a bit. He was an assistant there. He played for them there. That's probably going to be an advantage for him. He was already talking about the, how New York likes to get people down the wings, uh, they don't really, unless, and the thing is Tim Cahill, if he doesn't play, it doesn't really make a difference. But normally Tim Cahill will drop into the deep midfield. But otherwise, their main player is going to be Dax McCarty and Eric Alexander, if the rumors are true and those guys rest. The, these guys, um, mo- most of their attack is going to come from the wing and throwing balls into the box. They've been practicing a lot about, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff. Last year it was kind of if and air clearing the ball out of the box. What do you guys think about that? They, they have a good advantage of with those guys missing that they can probably take advantage and keep New York off the score sheet. Yeah, if New York does uh, play more of a, a wide, cross the ball off the box kind of game, uh, I think that Tim Cahill not playing would be, again, another great thing for us because Tim Cahill is a quality player in the air. And um, in terms of how we defend that, yeah, I think uh, I think with Jay and Andy, I think we have you know solid and steady guys at the back in the air. I mean, Mitch is not playing, and Mitch is dominant in the air. But um, I think Jay and Andy will will be fine with dealing with uh, with wide balls uh, being crossed in. And I think the, the advantage of having guys with speed down the wide, like like uh, Tybert, if he does play a wide, Fernandez, he he works hard. Um, and got Jordan Harvey and Bedisher behind him. Those guys are going to keep New York from his throwing, you know, hitting those balls into the box and keeping that, you know, keep them wide and don't let them get into the middle. Uh, it will be, it will be interesting to see, kind of like, uh, you know, how New York actually, who is actually attacking wide front. Like, is Bobby Convy going to be ta- attacking from the from the left side? You got Johnny Steele. Johnny Steele is the most exciting thing for me about New, about the New York side because he is, of course, a former Whitecap. He was here in the uh, infamous uh, 2010 audition season that we, we held here it was like the, the campaign did not matter it was just an audition for yeah. us which was very very frustrating as a supporter especially because 2011 then felt like an audition for 
for our second edition. Yeah, yeah. second edition. Um, but uh, Johnny's a great guy. His time here was a little bit marred, and I think there was, you know, certain things in life going on that were that made that not so not such an ideal time in his life. But uh, he seems like in a really good place in life, enjoying enjoying life, enjoying his football, and it'll be good to see him uh, again uh, in Vancouver, hanging out. So those are our thoughts about New York. Uh, let's listen to Carl Robinson and what he thinks New York is going to bring to the table. Because New York are a very good team, obviously I know, and they're very good on set pieces. They've got some big guys in their team, experienced guys. So you know, I know the way Mike works, and he'll be focusing a lot on that. So we, we need to make sure we address that. Any, any text to Thierry? Uh, nah, nah, I'm sure. You know, said I'd like to obviously beat New York with a tear in the team so I hope he does I'm sure he will he's a great player obviously I'm sure the fans want to watch him play um, but you know no text has it yet which doesn't tell me much and Tim Cahill wasn't there when you were there was he so that's no. another weapon hey? yeah no obviously Tim's away with Australia at the moment as well I'm sure he'll be back and you know, they got world class players uh, you know but those two in particular but they've also got some very very good players in, in this squad as well, you know, a big key to him is Dax McCarthy. You know, everything goes through Dax in midfield, and you know, Dax was there when I was there, so I know how important he is and how valuable he is. So we'll, we'll have to make sure we focus on ourselves, but obviously, we give the guys the, the information needed to stop them as well. So that was Carl Robinson talking about the Red Bulls. Obviously, a lot of experience with the Red Bulls. He was it was the second team when he came over from Europe. The Whitecaps themselves. A lot of changes, obviously, over the offseason. They've gone to, they used to be very strong at the striker position. Obviously, Camilo's gone. But they seem to really solidify their midfield now. And that could be a, a bonus in creating goals. What do you guys think of that, like the changes they made in the offseason before we get to the actual game? I, I agree with you. They have, have a strong core or seemingly a strong core at midfield. I still think we, there is a bit of, Lacking, especially in depth of like actual true wide winger players. Like we, we, I think we've definitely solved central issues. Like, uh, there's, we have, we have depth at central defensive midfield. We now have options at central attacking midfield that at least we're excited about. I think or most people are excited about it as opposed to someone playing there out of position or, or someone who's maybe not producing there enough being put out on the wing or whatever. So I think those, those are good. I think the wide, the wide options, I, don't, I just don't think we really have many wide options aside from um, Nico. I think can play a little bit wide. Well, he, he's more of a central attacker. I think it's more Sebastian. Sebastian, sorry, Sebastian, yeah. I apologize for yeah. confusing the two. So yeah, so so we have a Uruguay who can play wide, and we have uh, Russell who's played a lot of wide, uh, but we don't have a lot of true wide wide players, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but if and it appears Robbo will go four two three one. It's nice to have someone who's a little bit better wide. It's not the end of the world. I just I think we're lacking a little bit of depth at that. And we've always it's been a case like that for ages now. They've always thrown strikers in there. I think Kakuda can play a little bit of wide. He'll probably be one of the guys first on. And that should be something. Aaron, what do you think about the changes and then the, going from a strength of striker to the strength of midfield? I think this year is a big year for a player like Hurtado. You know he. He isn't a true striker, like middle-of-the-field striker. You know, this can be a big year for him if he can get a wide play crosses, you know, get in, attack defenders. You know, he can be a good option playing wide for the Whitecaps. May not start with all the new additions, but, you know, first sub off the bench, quality 40, 30 minutes per game. Yeah, somebody with energy coming off the bench. I forgot Hurtado, yeah. Hurtado is a wide player, yeah. a natural wide player. You know, and for but what... can't play up front, too. And from what I saw in preseason, you know, his touch is getting better. You know, he was attacking a lot, attacking defenders. This is a good year for him. It might be a make-or-break year, kind of like Fisk. 
you know, is a make or break preseason for him. Well, this might be Hurtado's make or break year. He might not be back next year if he can't dump his game out. There's people behind him wanting minutes. The one concern about Hurtado is he's going to just try too hard. And I think that that could, because he might be just, if, if he doesn't play a team game and he's just attacking and attacking and losing the ball at the last second, it might not be that great for him. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys, obviously, that's going to be a uh, main guy dealing with uh, creating and everything is Pedro Morales. We obviously haven't seen him play in a preseason game yet. He just arrived this week. He should be, and him and Matias Laba, the Uruguayans, it's going to bring a little bit more flair into that midfield, and I think that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what people are looking forward to. There's going to be some creativity from from new players that we've seen only a little bit of uh, in terms of playing its MLS competition, and uh, and now this new hopeful DP that, that Rabo has brought in. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think you were saying earlier that um, there's a chance that Pedro might actually even make an appearance on Saturday, so that'll be interesting. I just, if that does happen, I hope it's done under, like, the right circumstances and not, you know, we just need to get him on to get him on to, for marketing purposes. Well, he's, he's, he's definitely in form. He's played, for, for, he's, the league, uh, La Liga's right now in, in playing, so I don't think he'll be out of shape. It was, it's not like a uh, Rio Coker situation where Rio Coker came in and he obviously... By the end of the game, you could tell he was huffing and puffing and everything. He still put out a strong effort. Another guy is Matias Laba. Uh, again, another guy who's only played like, th- I think he played 30 minutes against Portland in that first preseason. He has had a week now to, you know, get some chemistry with the guys in, in, in camp. What, Aaron, what do you think about Laba and what, his, what he can bring to that midfield? I think the pairing of Laba and Nigel together is going to be great for us this year. You know, they're both physical. They can both command the middle of the field. Moving the ball forward, you know, Rio Coker last year had some troubles moving the ball forward. He had trouble finishing. I haven't seen much of Laba, you know, finishing, attacking the field. But from what I've seen, you know, YouTube clips here, he likes to push the ball forward. Most of his passes are in the front, moving forward. You know, not like Davidson pushing the ball backwards, always giving it to the central back. So I think if him and Rio Coker can bond, you know, they can be dominant this year and nothing we've had in MLS. Now, Aaron, who do you think is going to provide the goals? Obviously, Kenny Miller is probably going to start initially because Maddox is coming off international duty where he scored three goals in two games for Jamaica against, you know, subpar, maybe some people might say subpar opponents, but still scored. Uh, So Miller, Maddox, do you think those two guys are the main guys scoring or do you think goals are going to come from all over? I think this year goals are going to have to come from all over. Like, I don't see any... Caps player getting over maybe 10 to 12 goals this year. It's going to probably have to be by committee. You know, if you can get four or five no, players. No, don't use the word committee around. If you can get no. four or five players, you know, in the 6 to 12 goal range, right, make up for what Camilo scored last year, um, I think that's how we're going to do it. I don't see Maddox getting 20. No. Right, I don't. See I don't Miller think he's getting, predicting it either. <laughs> I don't see Miller getting fifteen. Right, it's funny because that is their talking point. Because on the opening day of training, one of the members of the committee said to me, "We're going to have scoring by committee this year." So, <laughs> so Zach, uh, your your thoughts on the strikers? Obviously, another guy we didn't mention other than Maddox and uh, Miller is Kakuda. We mentioned him in the midfield, but he can also play central role if they go to like a four four two diamond, like Robinson's talking about as well. Um, that he could be play a pretty big role there too. Yeah, Kakuda, you, you just hope that he continues to progress in terms of his experience of, of playing against MLS caliber men. So I think I think we want to see him play centrally a bunch because because of how he did that, how he did so well in that kind of role last year uh, near the end of the season. Uh, I think 
one of uh, the one of the, so how they manage him is one of the I think the key things how they're gonna how they're gonna handle him. Same with 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 Eric. I know last year Eric had a, a great preseason and, and a lot of people were like, wow, this is going to be amazing. Him and Kakuda, they're going to play so much and they're going to start opening day and all this kind of stuff. And it was a, a difficult year for him and, and difficult to adapt. And I think I think it was a case of of, of, of people seeing how morale actually plays in, plays a role uh, in, in, in a player's life and in their performance because I, I don't think Eric is a... Is a, a the caliber of player that he kind of showed last year, where he wasn't uh, doing enough to get get into enough games, and in the games he got into, he wasn't taking the opportunities that that came his way. Um, but I think in this preseason, I think he stepped that up a bit, and I think he's worked hard, and he's better readied himself both physically, um, and, but also mentally as well. And I think looking forward to seeing what he'll contribute. Most likely not as a starter, but as he comes off the bench, maybe in those wide positions, or again, possibly up front. Um, I think in the preseason, correct me if I'm wrong, I think like Eric scored the best goal of the entire preseason. Oh, yeah, the volley, yeah, yeah the half volley from against Seattle, against too. Against Seattle. Yes. So, uh, from a nice, nice over the top ball from Matt Watson. RIP. RIP. Yeah, I think he's still okay. Oh, no, he's alive. Yeah, he's alive. Um, we miss you, Matty. But, uh, no, I think, I think, I think there's a great opportunity for Eric to be one of those people who contributes to this, uh, what we'll call a committee of goal scorers. Now, the obvious big thing that if they do make the playoffs this year will be a, the defending. Obviously, we're, we're, we're hoping for that, but if they make the play, it'll be defending. And it has to improve over last year where it was sometimes a fire drill, defending the box and, you know, just overall. Obviously, Lava's going to be important in that. He's, he's a good ball winner, but, when they get past the midfield, guys in the box, the winger, the fullbacks, they're going to be helping in the attack too. What do you guys think about there? They're, they're really deep in central, uh, the central defense. They have questions behind the fullbacks, especially on the right back side, in my opinion, based on PDL and everything. So what do you guys think about that, the defending overall? Where do you think that is going to go for them? Well, if, if we put predominantly 4-3-1, you have the double shield. Yeah, a term I know you love, Steve. Um, so you have the double shield, and I think whether that's I prefer the double shield, especially with two kids now. So whether that's uh, Nigel playing in there, Matthias uh, Gersh, who I hope finds his form and finds uh, his role in the team this year, uh, or even Russell, you know, uh, or, or oh, poor Bryce. Bryce, yeah, Bryce had, had, had some great highs in preseason. Um, a few maybe off moments, but I think more highs than lows in, in, in the preseason. So whether it's any of the five of those uh, in there, I think they're going to need to provide cover for uh, an aging central uh, central defending partnership or for uh, fullbacks who are bombing forward yeah. um, to, 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 to support the attack. So, I, But I think we have people who can do that. And I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, in all of this, it'll be interesting to see how things gel. So you have Matias Lava, yeah, he's played like what, what one game or whatever, and um, so it, how this all gels together will be interesting because this is, in some ways, how you know MLS works. Almost every year, you have almost ten players or more who rotate in and out of your squad, and so I think we're we're still we're still going to see some of that gelling that needs to take place. I think, which I think we've kind of seen over these last couple of years and maybe not as much last year, but the two years before that for sure. Now, obviously the central defense, he was mentioned that they're aging pair. So odds are, and Jay Demerit was sidelined for a couple of days of training. I can't, I don't know what he did today on Thursday and what, what's going to happen on Friday, but 
that's where the importance of that depth comes in. And obviously, the first guy, most likely based on experience and everything, Christian Dean has had a good uh, uh, preseason, but Johnny Leveron, I think it will play an important part in being the first guy off the bench and, and partnering with Andy O'Brien or Jay Demerit, whichever one has there. Yeah, Leveron, you know, last year stepped in great. You know, Jay going down in the sixth minute of the first game, you know, was huge for the club, but he really stepped up. He was a surprise, mostly in training last year where – they kept them in Charleston. He couldn't travel with the club back to Vancouver. He missed out on a lot of those early preseason practices where he could bond with his teammates. But, you know, he was called in. He stepped up. Russin last year stepped up when he wasn't injured. But, you know, this year with our depth, Leveron, Dean, Carlisle, the health of Andy and Jay, though, are going to be huge for the club. And I don't see the both of them playing more than... 27 games this year something's it's gonna happen even. something always happens you know and Carlisle Leveron and Dean have to be ready to go they yeah. have to be ready to play yeah, I think Rob was already on the record of saying he is going to manage uh, the, the games and minutes that both uh, Jay and Andy play which I think is great and I think we have the yeah we have the depth we have the quality and depth to do yeah. that and so I, it'll be interesting to see how that's handled from the physicality of it, but again, around the morale. Like, how do you get some of these guys, like, enough games to keep them kind of motivated and keep them kind of kind of in it? Because if 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 we fail in that, then you'll you'll see the you'll see that in the performances on the pitch. Now, one last position, obviously, we're going to talk about is goalkeeping. It didn't look good against Portland in that last preseason game. Usted really had a mare of a, like a save they just put it back basically I, I, you can almost count it as an own goal I think very close to being in an own goal what do you guys think about that is he number one is Tornagi going to challenge him or is it is is this going to be another issue the next like last year well away to Portland is a is a game that's been a problem for our keepers in the past and so uh, that's maybe not a, a huge surprise and it was preseason I, I don't think um, I don't think that uh, Paolo uh, really will will push David in, in the way that some people are talking about. I think I think there's a reality to this. Like when you when you enter salary cap league and you play pay people a certain amount of money and you're expecting certain results from them, I think that uh, whether you like that reality or not, I think that David is going to play. And I think it would take let's say multiple gaffes to of that caliber or greater for for the for there to be a drastic uh, a drastic change and for Paulo to become the number one. I mean, deep down in our hearts, we all know we all love Marco Carducci the most, anyways, of our keepers, as much as David and Paul are nice, but, um, yeah. It's a little bit too early for him, yeah. It's, it's a little bit early, yeah. but, but uh, just looking forward to that day, whether it's, you know, a V's Cup uh, situation or next year's V's Cup or whatever, like it's... Or an emergency, or two injuries, two yeah, guys yeah. go down really quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, our goalkeepers have been good over the years. I mean, they've been good to fill in when needed. We saw Joe Cannon come on as a reserve striker in, in the reserve league last year as a emergency striker and um, yeah it would be good to, I can't wait to see Marco when Marco finally gets that game like that'll be massive okay so that's uh, the preview for the Whitecaps for the season getting back to the New York game what do you guys think are some of the key matchups it, again we don't know who's starting so it's going to be hard to figure out who the key matchups so why Zach why don't you start off with that well, it'll be interesting to see if Kenny Miller starts and if he's fit and if he is playing that, that solo striker in, in the 4-2-3-1. Uh, I think last year away to New York, you saw Kenny's um, football intelligence. You saw the run he made for for that, that winning goal, which was you know just like a quality run, a quality, quality header uh, in, in the box. 
uh, from some good service. And so I think if it'll be interesting to see if Kenny plays and, and, and how he does. Again, depending on who's uh, who will be in defense for New York, like if they are actually going to rest uh, Hymason Olave or, or what's going to happen because I'm pretty sure when, when uh, Kenny scored that goal, Hymason was not no longer on the pitch uh, away last year at Red Bull Arena. But um, uh, I think that's one of the things I'm looking forward to most is, most is seeing if, if Kenny starts and kind of how he takes on that back line by himself with the support of the three behind him. Yeah, my big thing to watch for tomorrow is the midfield. You know, Rio Coker, Laba, moving the ball, moving the ball forward, right? We, we don't want to see them moving back. We, you know, Rabo wants to push this year. Lots of passes, you know, lots of one-two touches, getting the ball forward. So, you know, Rio Coker, Laba, you know, I think they're going to be the starters. I want to see them attack, you know. Kofi comes in for substitute. I want to see him attack, move the ball forward. Right, this that's going to be the staple of the team this year. You know, they want to be exciting. They want to score goals. They want to impress the fans at home. They want to, you know, get excited about what's going to happen this year. So I really want to see how Lab and Rio Coker control the midfield, help out central backs when needed. But I really want to see them push this year. Push to the outside, get the ball forward. You know, you don't need to make passes back and forth if you're not going to move forward with those passes. So that's my big thing this year. I want to see. Uh, and I agree. And I agree with you 100. Um, I think the midfield is going to be the big deal. Uh, you know, you got Alexander McCart. If everybody gets rested, the way everybody's saying they're going to be rested, uh, we don't know if Cahill's going to play. If they can, because uh, their their midfield is a hardworking midfield. If we can outwork them on in BC Place, we should have a good chance of controlling that midfield and be able to control the game overall. So those are our thoughts on the game. Uh, I know Michael McCall is not here, so but we wanted to give, let him give you an idea of what he thought about the game. So here is Michael with his thoughts on New York in a segment called Trio Time. Trio. Too loud. Trio. I said that was too I loud. I want a trio and I want one now. Yeah, well, we all do, man, but listen. Not one, not two, I mean, but three things in it. Listen, could you just cool it? Not one, no three things are quite as good together as a trio. Hello everyone, it's our inaugural trio time, because no three things are quite as good together as a trio. Now I like my threesomes, so what we're going to do on every preview podcast is have a look at my three keys to the game. So for the game that's coming up against New York, the, the three keys that I see are really important for the Whitecaps are as follows. Key number one. Now, it looks like New York are going to be bringing a, a bit of an understrength side with them. Looks like it's going to be no Thierry Henry, no Tim Cahill, possibly no Alave or, or Miller either. So that's got to be good news for the Whitecaps. Now, a lot of people out there like wanting to see Thierry Henry turn up, play a BC place. Really don't see why you would want to see that. You want the opposition to be as weak as possible, give the Whitecaps the best chance for a win. And for me... This is a great chance for them to get off to another winning start. They've won every single first kick game since they've joined MLS. Now, if I was going to do one of the Caps nominations videos, I was going to do something about New York Red Bulls, the guys from the Big Apple, having their core ripped out. And that's exactly what's happened. Their main guys aren't travelling, so the Whitecaps have to take advantage of that. That's key number one. Take advantage of a weaker New York side. Get the three points in the bag get the season off to a great start and build on that momentum. Key number two comes in the midfield. 
there's been a lot of changes, a lot of additions, that it looks like there's going to be a lot of a kind of Latino flair to the team. We need to see this click and we need to see this immediately. We mentioned before the importance of these guys coming in and taking a little bit of pressure off Kenny Miller up front. We have to see these guys being creative. So we need to see the midfield being creative. That's my second key to the game. And my third key to the game comes in the back line. Jaden Merritt seems to be struggling a little bit with injuries this week. He's kind of been training a little bit off to the side. I don't think he's fully fit. I don't think he is good to go. So my final key is, if he isn't good to go, who is going to come in? Partner Andy O'Brien. And how well are they going to do? Will it be Christian Dean? Will it be Johnny Leveron? Will it be Carlisle Mitchell? Might be too early to give Dean his first start, but hey, who knows? So let's see how that backline does. They have to stay strong, even though it's a week in New York team. They still have a lot of guys out there that are, are going to going to be able to put some damage onto Whitecaps. So how do I see it going? Well, I think New York are going to be happy to kind of come out here and get a draw. I do think, though, that the Whitecaps are going to take advantage of them being weaker. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Whitecaps win on Saturday, get the season off to a good start. But let's see what our old friend Predictor Pooch is thinking about the game. Predictor Pooch, come here, boy. Come here. So what we're going to do is another trio. I'm holding three balls in my hand. No innuendo intended there. And what I'm going to do is throw the balls down for Predictor Pooch to chase. We have an orange ball. If he brings that ball back, that's going to be a white caps win. We have a pink and blue ball. If he brings that one back, that's going to be a draw. And we have a yellow ball. If he brings that one back, New York are going to win. So let's see what Predictor Pooch is going to say for the game. So are you ready? On your marks. Get set. Chase those balls. So he's running down the hallway. He's seen what he can do. And he's brought back the orange ball. Predictor Pooch is going for a Whitecaps win. So let's see if both him and myself are correct in this week's Trio Time. Trio. I said that was too I loud. I want a trio and I want one now. Yeah, well, we all do, man, but listen. Not one, not two, I mean, but three things in it. I listen, could you just cool it? Not one, not two. No three things are quite as good together as a trio. So those were Michael's thoughts on the game. So we're going to, this is the part of the program where we're going to try to predict a lineup and decide on who's going to start. And obviously the predictions for the game itself. Now we've kind of come to a consensus off air about before we start recording here of who the lineup's going to be. So I'll let Aaron uh, announce who the the backline and the goalkeeper who we think it is. Well, we know it's going to be Ostead. You know they're they're not gonna even give after any- that Google. Yeah, they're not going to give anybody else to start opening first kick. Um, Bittisher, Andy, Jay Demerit, Harvey. Right, those are our guys moving forward. Now, the one thing is, like I said, I I don't know what happened in training today. I don't know if they, if, and well, obviously we don't know what's going to happen on Friday. We're recording on Thursday. If Jay Demerit is hurt, I think Johnny then comes on for him. I I think he's out of the the guys. I don't think they put Christian Dean on first kick, no matter how well he's done in preseason. Zach, the midfield. Who do you think is there? Yeah, the midfield uh, in our four two three one. Uh, the double shield will be comprised of. Uh, Matthias and Nigel, and then uh, the three across the midfield will be uh, Russell, Nico, and Seba. And Russell and Seba uh, might end up uh, switching Obviously, yeah. wings during the game. But yeah. Now, one thing about that as well is um, if 
this was mentioned by Robinson that he might go to a 4-4-2. And if he does go to a 4-4-2, he will easily slip up most likely Russell down to the diamond, one of the side points, and Rio Coker would move up. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Seba would move in and play alongside Kenny Miller. So that's that you expect that probably if then and obviously striker with Maddox just coming back. I think Kenny Miller, fully fit, will probably be the lone striker. I think he'll probably drop, and Nico will move up, and they'll switch back and forth a little bit too. There, Derek's going off that first ever goal for Jamaica. He's, he's got he had three in two games. Three in two games, right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, so he's scoring for Jamaica. He's coming on, uh, coming in on form. It's gonna be gonna be good off the bench for sure. So the game itself, what do you guys think? First kick. Aaron's mentioned before twelve straight games undefeated in first kick. What do you think it's going to be the result this time? I'm going with. 2-1 Whitecaps. I don't see us getting clean sheet. 2-1 goals by Kenny Miller and Russell Tucker. Zach? I'm going to say 3-1 just because I want us to do well. Uh, and I think our I think if New York does, if New York, if, if my pick is not playing mind games and he does actually rest some players, not use some players, I could see us winning winning 3-1. Um, with I agree, I agree there in that I think New York will whoever's playing for them they will cause us some problems uh, at the back and if it, for them I'm calling Johnny Steele to score just because I like him. <laughs> uh, I I think it's going to be a uh, I'm going to give two predictions because I'm the host I can do that I'm going to say if they do decide to rest everybody they're talking about resting I think it's a two nil score line. I don't think the I don't think they'll have much of a chance. I think if Cahill and Olave are on there at least, um, I think I don't think Henri is going to be there at all. I, I don't think he's I think he's basically at home right now in New York or maybe even uh, flying off to Arsenal to watch an Arsenal game or something on this weekend. I think then I think it could be even that much dramatic. I think those two guys make that much of a difference. It could be a two-two draw. So those are our thoughts. So that, that's basically our first preview show for this season. We'll talk about where we can reach you online. Zach? You can reach me online uh, at Zachary AM uh, or the movements at Curva Collective. Or you can find me in the front of Section 203-204, giving my all in support of our players. And Aaron Campbell. You can follow me on Twitter at double A Camp 81, A-A-C-A-M-P 81. Also follow us, AFTN Canada, on Facebook, our Facebook group. We're updating up to the minute with all our articles and the podcast. Perfect. And you can find me at Whitecaps Beat on Twitter. And obviously Canadian Soccer News. And you can find us all there. So that's our first uh, preview show for this year. I'd like to thank Aaron and Zach once again for joining us. And just to let you know, keep an eye out. We're going to be doing a Whitecaps preview on AFTN. As well as a Western Conference prediction article that's going to come up on the Friday and the Saturday before the match, and also we will have our like last year our post game podcast uh, right after the game. You'll probably be able to download it on a Sunday, so look out for that as well. To everybody out there in Whitecaps land, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the pitch and have a good game. When you're listening in some far flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon. Frackley reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Ah, oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?
Yeah, but-